Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick brings us a message entitled, The Giftings and Order of God. In this message, Brother Rick teaches us that God is not only a God of gifting, but a God of order. Using several key passages, he shows us the three categories of gifts, motivational, manifestation, and ministry gifts. He implores us to allow the Holy Spirit to use us in the gifts that he chooses for the edifying of the body of Christ and the equipping of the saints for service. This message was taught at the Christian Fellowship Ministries in Benton, Kentucky. On this broadcast, Brother Rick began by sharing a dream from a visitor at the church and then asked his wife Debbie to come up and read two of the three passages that he's going to use for his foundation found in James chapter 1 verse 17 and 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verses 39 and 40. And now, here's Brother Rick. Um, What the Lord has laid on my heart and, and I'm beginning to understand better why the Lord changed my message this morning. Uh, because of the connection between the two lessons. I appreciate you being here tonight. We welcome guests as well that have come to be with us. want you to know how thankful we are to have you and continue to pray for Pastor, as Scott mentioned earlier, and uh, also for Brother David and uh, Damien and all the team. As they travel back tomorrow, I think this morning was a wonderful time they shared with me. Richie called earlier today and uh, told me that... um, the service this morning went just fabulous, so they were very excited, and uh, we're excited to be with you tonight. Um, I want to, if, if it's okay with R, I want to share the dream. Is it okay if I share what you had this morning? Um, she's such a precious lady, by the way. I'm so thankful to get to meet you. Your spirit so ministered to me this morning, but uh, before I preach what the Lord has given me, I want to share with you a dream she had, and we sit here on the front and she shared with me this dream and I really believe it's from the Lord but she said that she was in the second story of a glass building it was a church and the church was made of glass and I believe it's really relevant because of the simple fact that the church is going to come under scrutiny like never before how many of you just sense inside your spirit that there's some things that's coming we as a church need to have our act together can I hear an amen and uh, she said that all of a sudden she saw a tornado coming from the north. And uh, she was concerned because she was teaching the children. And she had put the children inside uh, of a fireplace to try to protect them. And she said as the tornado was coming uh, from the north, she noticed that from the east and from the west, there were also tornadoes coming. And they grouped together and they come against the church. And she had come down from upstairs trying her best to share with the people what was going on. But she said the people were caught up in activities and they were kind of oblivious of what was coming. And she said as she was watching this, the tornado hit the church. And when it hit the church, it divided the church right down the middle and there was people that had fallen, yet uh, it went right through. And she said when it went back through that the tornadoes become three distinct tornadoes again. And she said they circled back around, and she said this time the church was aware. And when the tornado hit the church, she said it actually brought it all together. And uh, she said that uh, 
I don't really know what that means. And I said, well, it was important for me for tonight. That's why I wanted to take opportunity to share that. Thank you for hearing from the Lord and sharing that with us. And uh, see, I really believe that the church is about to experience not only scrutiny, but we're also going to experience a level of persecution. And, and what the devil intends to separate us will actually, in the long run, bring us together. <laughs> and we will begin to understand that God wants to use the church to bring a peace to the chaos in the world and the storm that's coming against our nation. I really believe this dream is from the Lord, and it is relevant to what I want to share with you tonight. Uh, this morning, if you, didn't, if you weren't here, I encourage you to get the tape uh, because I believe it's important that we understand uh, the love of God. Everybody say the love of God and the gifts of God. See, uh, until you understand the love of God, you can't really operate properly in the gifts of God. How many of you say amen? Because how many of you know that, um, that God is a giver, but it's all based on the motivation of his love? And we need to understand the love of God. In 1991, God set me on the sideline for a year. I was preaching 29 times a month, and suddenly I was sitting at my dad-in-law's house and couldn't buy a Bible study. And for a year, it was just like he pushed a whole button in my life. I've never been so discouraged in my life. I prayed to die. Aren't you thankful he don't answer every prayer? Because I just felt so useless, and I said, Lord, if you're done with me, take me home. And after a year, I finally got the message. How many of you say that's pretty slow? Amen. It took me a year to get it. But here's what it was. He said, I don't love you based on what you do for me. And I had to let you sit a year to figure out that I don't love you any less than when you were working feverishly for me. See, listen to me. God don't love you because of your service to him. He loves you. And we need to understand that he loves you. Look at your neighbor and say, I think he's talking about you. Because I am. He really loves you. Now, tonight, I, I want to share with you, and this is my attempt, to, to share three things that prompted this message and, and then three scriptures, as I, as I say, I want to splanify and, and then, we'll, then we'll go home. But I, I want to talk to you about not only the gifts of God, but the order of God. If there's anything I've learned about God is, and I want you to say this with me, God brings order to chaos. Let's say it again. God brings order to chaos. He did from the beginning. There was chaos that covered the earth, and God brought order to chaos. And some people, and can I say that I feel like I can speak? I, I've been in church. In fact, my mom took me to church just the second week of my life on earth, and I was raised up under a pew till I couldn't fit up under there anymore. And I was raised in a Pentecostal church, so I feel like I have a little bit of right to speak. But what really scares spirit-filled people is order. <laughs> We're afraid we'll structure God out of something. How many of you know there's two words for that? Stupid. God is a God of order. He always brings order. <laughs> You're not going to structure God out of anything because God brings order to chaos. Now, there's some scriptures, and do you have a microphone? 
Now go ahead and read them. I want to share these three scriptures because they are the prompting of what I want to share tonight. And then I'm going to offer you my view on something. Now what does that mean? That means it's my view on something. And you may not get it all because it took me several years to put this together. I'm going to be honest. I'm just now understanding it. And you may not agree with me. And you won't be the first to get a patent on that either. And so I just want to offer you what I believe that God is teaching me about order in giftings. Richie has asked me if I would uh, come back in in January and, and I'll just announce it tonight. I'm going to stop traveling like I've traveled over the last 20 years and I'm going to come back to church and make this my home. And I really want to spend the latter years of my life here at the church. And uh, Richie talked to me about that and he wanted me to come back and share about gifting. So that's part of the reason I feel the freedom to share this tonight. In January, we're going to start implementing the gifts that's in the church. It's always been pastor's desire to do that. He, he doesn't believe that the power rests in the pulpit, but rather in the pews. And, and so he's asked me if I would work in that dimension, and I have agreed to do that. I, I'm really passionate about that because I started asking two questions early in the 80s. How many of you want to do the will of God? And, and can I just see that tonight you want the will of God done in your life? Would you hold up your hand? And then I started asking the second question. How many of you know positively what the will of God is into your life? Would you just hold up your hand? Boy, there's a lot less hands, aren't they? And, and so it's not inspiration we need. That was covered in the first hand lift. It's information. <laughs> and so tonight I want to just, this morning I was preachy fat. Could you tell I was preachy fat this morning? Tonight I'm teaching fat. <laughs> I'll teach a little bit tonight. So uh, I want Deb to read so y'all think I'm underway here. So go ahead and read these scriptures. Uh, uh, James chapter 1 and verse 17. Because you need to understand our God's a given God. Read it for us, Mom. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Wow. How many of you know God's a good God? Amen. He's all the time a good God. Amen. But how many of you know he's a given God? He's not just a good God. He's a given God. For God so loved that he... God's a generous God. We're going to talk about that tonight. There is a second thing I want to share with you, and it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 39 and 40. And it's very important to understand this closes out a chapter that's actually the subject has been going for three chapters. And what I'm reading to you tonight is a closing scripture based on the three chapters prior to this two verses. Uh, go ahead and read them, Ma. Wherefore, brethren, covet to, prophet, to prophesy, and forbid not to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. Now it's important to understand that by the context that Paul is actually in 1 Corinthians straightening out abusive gifts. Now he's straightening it out for two reasons, so that there'll be order inside the church, but also that there'll be the proper witness of those that are outside the church. And how many of you know, we know that tongues, for an example, are a sign of the unbeliever. So it's not just what happens in here, it's also what happens in relationship to those that are out there. And so if gifts can be uh, confusing, then they can also be clarified. And that's my attempt for teaching tonight. Not to correct, but to bring clarity to how we are to operate in giftings. 
Like I said, it's been a long time. I've carried this message for several years. And uh, I can't hardly believe it. I'm teaching it right now. But I want to have you turn to Exodus chapter 39. And, and I want mom to start reading in verse 24. And I'm just laying a foundation. Look at your neighbor and say, everything okay? Because I'm just kind of easing into this. <laughs> I actually, I think I finished this morning before 1130. Did I do that this morning? How many of you can say the day of miracles has not ceased? How many of you know they used to call me Reverend, now they call me Neverend? So it's kind of like Reverend. So this morning to get through at 1130 was a miracle of God. I don't promise anything tonight, okay? But I want you to look at this verse of Scripture because it's talking about the priestly garment. And how many of you know Peter tells us that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and we are now the priesthood of God. And it's talking about the importance of the hem of the garment. It's a beautiful scripture. Go ahead and read, Mom, in Exodus chapter 39, 24. And they made upon the hems of the robe pomegranates. Everybody say pomegranates. How many of you know what a pomegranate is? How many is, I'm going to clarify what I'm going to say here. How many has tried to eat a pomegranate? Because I, I don't know if you can say you eat one. That thing is just a bunch of seeds. Anybody ever had one? I had one one time for breakfast in Egypt. They give me one, and, and I'm like, well, what do I do? Do I eat this or plant it? Because I've never seen so many seeds in my life. And, and he says there's a pomegranate that they're making around the hem. Now, go ahead, and I, I'll try not to interrupt till I want to. <laughs> so go ahead. Pomegranates of blue and purple and scarlet and twined linen. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitful life.org. Thanks for listening.